0: introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of wisconsin every week wisconsin music podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the wisconsin music world for our music loving listeners we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far you'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach Fell. Thanks, Dean. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week, we have old oaks in their bio they say armed with the experience of an ever-changing world the musicians of old oaks bring their storytelling in a limelight with their new recording new album the day before yesterday the seven track album that has been released digitally of singles every friday since february 12th through march 26th headed by frank loffenberg Frank Laufenberg's songwriting is reflected in the past, meant to be understood like a memory that's on the tip of your tongue. As time goes by, something we catch ourselves reminiscing about yesterday, only to realize that the memory is from years past. Other times we find ourselves saying, that was a long time ago. Oh wait, that was the day before yesterday. With this context, the lyrics examine our memories through a pensive lens, paying homage to the people who stuck around through thick and thin while keeping a critical view of the world we live in. The Day Before Yesterday is Old Oak's first studio release as a full band. Laufenberg's vocals and 12-string guitar interludes are complemented by moments of rippling solos and melodic alto flute riffs by Daniel Haske. The intimate sonic atmosphere is held together by Claire Knapel's formidable upright bass and vocal performance. The trio was joined in the studio by drummer Max Morkring to add a tight and grooving feel. Recorded at Audio for the Arts, the day before yesterday showcases a breadth of musical stylings inspired by jazz, singer-songer, Americana, and rock. The single, Light is a Feather, featuring Miles Morkey on piano, is available for download at oldoaks.bandcamp.com. Diamond Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, Check out Diamond Day Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Claire, Daniel, and Frank from Old Oaks. And they're here to tell us about the group, about their beginnings, and some shows that are coming up really soon. So why don't you guys um, give a nice introduction about yourselves and the group itself? Uh, who would I like to go first?
1: Um, I can I can kick things off. Okay. Uh, I'm Frank. Um, I play guitar and sing and and write songs for Old Oaks. Well then hey, I'm Daniel. I uh, he him his. I
2: play saxophone and flute. Uh, primarily tenor socks and alto flute for Old Oaks.
3: Hey, I'm Claire. Uh, I play double bass uh, for Old Oaks. Cool. And I sing sometimes too.
0: Yep. Excellent. Why don't you give us, give the listeners, a little history about how you got into music? Yeah. Um,
1: well, I've been I, I've been using music as like a, a creative outlet um, since about sixth sixth and seventh grade. Um, I really latched on to, uh, the songwriting aspect of it as like a way to deal with, uh, things I was feeling at the time. Um, and so I've always been, been mostly driven by, by writing and, um, trying to improve the music side of things to, to match that, uh, that writing capacity. Um, I got into it first as a vocalist and then, uh, and then got, got hooked on guitar in, uh, in eighth grade, and th- that became more of a, a serious thing in high school. Actually, my voice changed, <laughs> and uh, I became more of a guitar player than a vocalist for a little while there, and now I don't know where I'm at, probably halfway in between.
0: Um. Did you have any music musicians in your family as you were growing up?
1: Yeah. Um, for me, my my uncle and neighbor uh, was a long time a long time guitarist. So he kind of brought me into that role. And then um, I, I grew up in, in Mount Horub and the, there's a really good music faculty there, um, and kind of the the middle school choir teacher, Miss Dalman. Really cultivated and kind of hooked me on this idea of performing and and uh, getting to sing and and be expressive in front of audiences. Um, and then in high school, I got pretty close with John Messalorus, who's actually a fantastic, prof- really a, a regionally professional bass player. Um, and so he taught me more about jazz and and how to play. Uh, what the guitarist's role is in that in that
0: genre Claire what about you what's what your origin music story Yeah
3: I so I played classical piano for many many years growing up um basically all through grade school middle school high school um and then I also my dad uh is a musician he's a guitarist um that used to be one of my favorite things when he'd pull out his guitar when I was growing up yeah, I'd run into the bedroom and be like oh and just sit on the bed and watch him play So I I played a a bit of guitar growing up as well and wrote a lot of very angsty angsty songs in my bedroom. Um, I started picking up bass in middle school. Um, We were doing like a middle school play that we wrote. We wrote everything ourselves. It was just as cringeworthy as you might suspect. (laughs) (laughs) It was was really bad. But uh, they did need a bass player for the song that we all wrote. Um, and my dad had a bass in his basement and I was like, uh, sure I can do that. Why not? Um, and then from there I ended up playing bass in my youth group praise band, uh, all through middle school and high school.
0: So, yeah. And Daniel, what about you? What's your music origin story?
2: Um, like most people, like in third grade, you played the recorder (laughs) <laughs> and I was just, like unreasonably just like in love with the recorder <laughs> and I like practiced it all the time. And, uh, but my sister, she was like two years older than me and she, so she had started band and she like wasn't really into it. She played clarinet for a hot second. Um, but like, just like taking a peek into the band world, was, like I just like knew, that, like, I want to, I want to be a band kid you know, play, play the wind instruments. Um, I didn't really have a preference as to which one really. Um, I ended up choosing the saxophone because, uh, Lisa Simpson was one of my favorite like cartoon characters on TV and she's a saxophone icon. Right. So <laughs> I was like, alright let's, I'm playing the saxophone. Um, yeah. So then fifth grade through 12th grade is all, um, just like, like band geek concert bands, uh, like marching bands sort of stuff. Right. Um, and then it wasn't until college where I really started getting into um more like popular genres, you know, like like pop and rock and uh jazz and blues. Um, and then I met Frank, my second year in college, twenty twelve, and uh the rest is history.
0: And we'll get into that history as we move along. So how did you all three of you get together and form Old Oaks?
1: Yeah, well, uh like Daniel had just said, um, him and I had met uh back in 2012. And uh, we played in a group called the Wisconsin Singers in the band. Uh, and, um, and, and then after, after college, uh, our the other funk fusion group that we're a part of, you know, we played together in college, but never as like a never formally as a as a group outside of the Wisconsin Singers. Um, we lived together and and jammed together and stuff, uh, and then kind of actually out of that household on Bassett Street, uh, the, the band Work started, um, and then, you know, Work is a, is a big, kind of a big band, funky fusion party band, and, uh, like I had said earlier, my, my roots were, were more in just like writing singer-songwriter stuff on an acoustic guitar, um. And, and singing my heart out and stuff. And so I, in 2018, I was kind of like, um, you know, writing these songs that just didn't really fit for, for the work context. So I started playing uh, some acoustic shows under the moniker Old Oaks, um, which is a tribute to uh, this giant oak tree and how important old oaks are in the Driftless area of Wisconsin um, ecologically. And, and then pretty quickly, you know, Daniel wooed me with how, how amazing his, uh, his saxophone could sound with a 12 string acoustic guitar, which we hadn't really done that much because I played electric guitar in the singers mostly and, um, and a lot in work. And so this was like a kind of a, a new can of worms, a new t- texture um and then we uh i saw claire play with her band with the band woodrow and i was like whoa uh this person would be really great in my in in old oaks because uh we need a bass and also claire can sing you know and and can really lay into some vocal harmonies and i thought oh that would be just fantastic
3: gotta give me one of those
1: I got to get me (laughs) one of those Claire
3: Canapels. (laughs)
1: Remember the
3: first time I saw you guys? It was at Make Music Madison. We, you guys played right before uh, my like neo soul group Bad Mustard played, and I was like, "Ooh, I like this." So it worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember playing that, uh, and I think Daniel and I played like seven Make Music Madison gigs that day, and that was like gig three or something. Um, and we, and I remember seeing Claire there and being like, okay, like we need to make a a decent impression. And then I can ask her to join for, uh, we, we, before COVID, uh, we played the first Thursday of every month at Brink Lounge. And, um, we would oftentimes have a guest for that show, uh, just for kind of for fun and just to bring something new to a, to a residency gig. And so I asked Claire to play i think it was the november 20 well, no it, it like, i don't know October maybe 2019. september 2019 or something yeah, like that, that. Sounds right. um it was mid 2019 and after we played that show we had a, another gig the next weekend and we just kind of like hey claire do you want to come play next week too and uh Absolutely. and then at, yeah, yeah after <laughs> those two um we were totally sold so um I guess, I don't know, if either of you have something to add to that, that would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, when we, when you and I lived together um,
2: in college, uh, that there were a couple times where we would just, like, just for fun, like, busk on the street, because we were, like, we're too far from State Street, like, you and the twelfth string and the had sax. And that was, like, that was, like, several years before, like, the whole Old Oaks brand became a thing. But that, that's yeah. kind of, like, where I kind of think of the beginning, because it's just kind of, like, us, like, it's like your original tunes and some of the covers that you've been working on for a long time, and then like that's just kind of like like just just jamming and figuring our our like duo out together
1: then oh yeah, that's true you know i I guess I forgot those, but you're right that was those were some times those were good times
0: <laughs> cool um so you guys are probably in your like what early twenties I would take it this is where you guys are mid mid twenties mid upper. Mid, upper train. I'm thirty. Okay. So
3: thank you for saying that.
0: <laughs> You're all younger than I am, so we um, feel comfortable where we are. Good, good. The reason I asked that is I'm trying to get a feel of kind of like where you when you guys kind of started getting into gigging and promoting yourselves. So so your your genre probably mostly is doing like social media to promote your your music and get the word out there about your band. So what things are you guys doing in social media to get yourself noticed for people to come and see you play pre COVID obviously. And then we can talk about if you've done some during COVID and then what you're looking forward to when things are getting uh, lifted and we can start doing more and more live gigs.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually we've done more social media and online content during COVID than before. Um, Before, what we did was um, we kind of, Daniel and I kind of piggybacked off of our other band, Works, um, vibe, and, and picked up some of those fans that were like, actually, oh, we like acoustic music too, and you guys are in this other band we like, so we'll come see you as Old Oaks. And so... That, that helped us get like a, I don't know, like the first couple hundred, the first 200 people or whatever were probably a pretty direct translation from that. And then after that, we just um, played a lot of shows and had events on Facebook and, um, and sh- I did a lot of short guitar videos on Instagram um, and we did, uh, those were like our main two platforms before covid and since COVID, we've really developed our YouTube page, um, and we've put out some some more uh, like professional video content. Um, actually, right before COVID, February of 2020, we did a uh, Mod Media um, did a recording of us at the Comeback Inn playing um, a fish song and an original tune. And those were like our first professional videos with Claire and them. Um and so since then we've had a lot more videos with Claire and them including our new album the day before yesterday um which has we have two um studio videos from that session uh for two of the songs Broken Heart and uh Light as a Feather.
2: Yeah, trying to get videos out um on like a roughly like weekly basis like um when we were rehearsing over the last summer and fall, we would like record like a song like every uh, rehearsal, and then upload that, and then Frank has a series where uh, did you get that?'s what it's called, you know, where we're um, like teaching like a short like guitar lesson or a short of like, music lesson.
1: Yeah, it's not just my series. You two are in it now. You two have, have, uh, have, have jumped in there. You're, you're part of it.
3: Boy, and, and more respect to you. I I think doing that series I was like, man, teaching is so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to be succinct. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so our YouTube page has been more more active with those kind of things and, and and um and just kind of using that uh using parts of that content and pictures, um of rehearsal or like Guitar images for Instagram um, and Facebook and you know, we recently just uh, Launched our first live Facebook event um, Not live stream but actual live event for May Friday May 28th at the Comeback back in um, and uh, in this this week, I'll get to adding the live event for June 4th at Brick Cider out in Mount Horabin. Hoping to play up in Appleton on June 5th at the Fox River House, so we've got some live events coming back up to hopefully gain more fans and uh, engage them electronically, but also uh, play live music to them.
0: Right. So, listen. And- I was just gonna say, listeners. So, as this is coming out the Monday before that, um, make sure you tune in to their live feed for that. And where is the best that they can catch that? Is that off your YouTube channel?
1: Um, those those shows will be uh, just in-person outdoor oh, okay, shows. okay, you're not going to stream um, those? Okay. I don't think any of those places have good enough outside internet to make that happen, and we, we haven't hired a music crew. Um, but I would just say, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll do a live stream on either YouTube or Facebook, um, but mostly we're putting out regular video content uh whether it's live or uh, just a rehearsal cover series um where I can mix the audio a little bit so it's a little bit better than a live stream on uh YouTube or or Facebook we're doing those things regularly but the shows that we have coming up are uh outdoor in person shows
0: okay and I didn't mean to cut you off Claire what were you going to you were going to add something
3: yeah i was going to say also along so we've been doing a lot of work on social media but i know you know, some people aren't on social media. So we also have a website for those people and for people who just like to look at beautiful photos and videos of us.
0: Uh, <laughs> we also
3: have a mailing list uh, on that website. So that's another way that people can keep updated on our shows and things that we're doing.
0: Excellent. What do you guys find that's the most engaged? I think our our
1: biggest uh, organic vi- video release was... Um, we released a vote' them out on on Facebook and it got shared by a few people in the music scene who are above us and so I think that hit a couple a couple thousand people or something like that um so i would I would say probably Facebook in general um and uh maybe like regularly instagram and then uh we have the most listens to any of our songs is on spotify actually um then then it's just the music aspect of it so that's a really great way to to stream us and engage with us is on our uh on spotify um but as far as video content or photos um facebook and instagram for for photos and some videos but the latest and greatest videos in our whole video catalog is on our YouTube page, um, and, and I guess like Claire said, the best way to get to any of those places is uh, through our website holdoaksmusic.com.
0: Okay, and I'll put that uh, those details in the show notes. So anybody listening, you can always go to the show notes for more information. We kind of touched a little bit on gigs coming up, so let's talk about venues pre-COVID. What venues did you find that was the most acceptable to what you're to what you're playing?
1: Well, I think when we play as the trio, uh it's kind of an intimate it's an intimate sound. Um so it's like almost when we play as the trio, it's almost like a great like cocktail party or like pre-wedding um like happy hour band. Where we're playing songs by Van Morrison and Neil Young, and we're playing some jazz standards. You've got this beautiful upright bass, acoustic guitar, and saxophone, flute going on. Um, but if people want to have a conversation, you know, the band it it, it can be acoustic and not not uh, uh, super loud, so people can still talk. So I would say. Um, I think the band really fits in that kind of cocktail hour, so Brink Lounge is a good fit. Um, I'm, I'm excited to be back at the Comeback Inn, like, kind of happy hour, um, earlier patio show, and Brick Cider too. Um, so, I guess I would say that for the trio, and then uh, when we want to turn it up a little bit more, we do have our friend Max Mercury, who's an amazing drummer. Uh, Join us for like more high energy sets. We've played at uh, the High Noon Saloon with uh, with that Mm -hmm. kind of idea behind it.
0: Cool. Very cool. So let's talk about local scene attitude. Obviously, you guys have not just as performers, but as patrons too to the to the venues. What have you seen that's positive in the local scene that's helped local bands like yourselves rise above the noise?
1: I think uh, fellow musicians going out and supporting, uh, supporting people, you know, maybe before or after they just played a show or if they have a night off, they're going to like go out and be active in the scene. I think that's always really cool and kind of humbling and impressive. Like when I look out and I see like Jack Peterson, who's just a ridiculously good guitarist um out in the crowd he he came to my you know he came to our show it's like that part of the scene uh lifting each other up is cool um i think some you know like i I mentioned to come back in i should have mentioned also uh the burr oak uh, which is i think starting to have music again in the near future um you know they they've helped do some live streams You got Joe Burback and Lucid Streams doing live streams from the Barrymore. Uh, You got Ulbricht Gardens that did a live stream series. And a lot of these uh, streams did really help musicians keep their brand alive. Um, So I guess that would be the short part of what I would have to say.
0: Claire, or I was going to say, do you guys have a different um, or another perspective on that?
2: Um, yeah, my opinion, like, I feel, um, like, it's interesting because there's, like, a lot of, there's quite a lot of venues in Madison and quite a lot of musicians, but it doesn't seem, like, very cutthroat, in my opinion, We're like, like, um, with, like, work, for example, we've, like, tried booking shows in, like, Min- Minneapolis and Chicago, and it's, like, um, I feel, I feel like the, at, the atmosphere there is a lot more, like, a lot more, like, trying to make it, you know, like, just, like, like, um, all for themselves, but, like, here in Madison, um, and I, I feel like, I feel like, um, I mean, obviously the musicians in Madison are really great at the craft as, as individuals, and, but, like Frank was saying, um, they're also genuinely interested in building the music community and scene, like, as a whole, um, like, like, coming out to shows, um, collaborating with other musicians, uh, like, like Frank alluded to before, like when we did our monthly shows at the, at the Brink Lounge, uh, we would always, uh, collaborate with other artists. If we bring in like another band that we do like, a ma- we might like all play together at the end. Um, that's like the kind of, That's kind of the spirit of Old Oaks, but, um, also just kind of the spirit of like Madison in general. Like, I, I feel like um, everyone's game to support each other and um and uh work with each other to like to make the scene fun for everyone you yeah.
3: know yeah you any- i like to- yeah oh, go ahead. i do <laughs> yes this is my moment <laughs> <laughs> it's my moment. yeah i just like to add also that you know there there are plenty of non-musicians that come to watch our shows and that are you know very passionate music goers uh and support the arts and you know there are Many yeah. people that I have met, you know, at various venues, seeing various bands who, like, they just love music and love to support uh, the arts. And it's very cool to see, yeah, to see those people at at all these different venues, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Excellent. Yeah, that that is a great point. That is a great point.
0: So we just got done talking about local scene positives. Let's flip the coin, and what do you see are some of the struggles that you would like to see changed over the next few years?
1: You know, this is a, this is a hard thing to do when there's so many good musicians in a scene. But, uh, I think generally the compensation for shows is maybe a little bit higher outside of Madison, which I'm not sure there's anything that could really be done for that, except for being more, uh, like critically acclaimed. Um, uh, I think I think uh, there are some interesting things happening right now. Like I know Rain Stern is getting a lot of national attention, um, and so I think having having the the gateway to quote make it uh, from a smaller place like Madison, a smaller city like Madison, uh, might be more likely if we can have our our version of. Prince, you know, like Minneapolis became a huge funk scene. Maybe it was already before Prince, but Prince had definitely helped that city become like the, the place to go in the Midwest for, for that genre. Um, so I think uh, that as well as the ability for uh, people to hear you from all across the world uh, via the Internet, that, that can help um and it it helps more when you have a scene that is supporting each other so i think continuing that feedback loop of like hey i really liked uh kind of new song it's super funky and it honestly is you know it's so good i'm gonna share it and then you know my fans some of them are definitely gonna like that uh, you know if they like my music they'll probably be like whoa this is like super funky um so i think uh trying to really get that loop to the next level maybe we need someone like rain stern or or somebody to garner some more national attention and and bring it bring it home and say uh in front of hundreds of thousands of people hey you know madison wisconsin has a great scene um and then and then Uh, artists who are playing out and sound great, uh, might be able to elevate, uh, to a, to another level, I guess. Um, I think, uh, Justin Vernon from Bon helped do that, uh, in the Midwest and lacrosse and definitely is probably, you know, one of Wisconsin's best known, um, musicians in recent times and helped that scene grow up there for sure. So... I think maybe that the the People Brothers band is is doing a ton of amazing things for the scene with Driftless Music Gardens, uh, bringing in national bands and playing local and regional bands, um, and I think that kind of mixture is is awesome. Um, so that's something I'd like to see continue and maybe expand.
0: Claire or, Di- or Daniel, do you guys have anything to add to that? No? Okay. I don't think so. (laughs) Sorry. I don't
3: think so. Yeah, I was thinking.
0: I think Frank said it all then. Which is good. (laughs) That's that's, that's quite good. (laughs) So we talked about the local scene. Next on my list here of questions, we talk about your current project, which is what you guys are going to be playing a lot of in your gigs coming up this week. So let's kind of talk about the start of this project. I know you guys have a couple albums previous to this, but how did you start the, this one, this project? Did you start doing like little demos at home, doing home recordings, and then take it to the recording studio? Or just kind of give the listeners the whole, you know, the whole journey of start to finish of this album.
1: Well, uh, this is this is a uh, time traveler kind of album because it started um, with Long Road Home and Dizzy uh, pre-COVID, and we were playing those songs out. Um, Claire was like, "Long road home. Long road home is fine, but dizzy. You got <laughs> something there." Um, it's and- a good song. Both <laughs> good <the> songs. <laughs> um, and so, and also, we were able to get some feedback and see how audiences reacted to those songs, which was good. But then COVID happened, and uh, you know there was a lot of time and. Uh, uh, a potent scene of uh, emotions and, uh, direction changes and the war, you know, listening to the news was pretty tough. You know, uh, I think we as a nation and, uh, we as the world in 2020 faced some tough facts. And, and I think, um, people, some people, you know, might not want to hear those facts, but, you know a spade's a spade kind of deal so that kind of entered my writing more and i would say we also weren't gigging so we had time we were like let's you know let's develop these other five songs and uh let's make it let's make it happen that's maybe a pretty simple version um but yeah it was pretty emotionally driven especially like Broken, Wilted, and Waiting Out the Storm were all songs that um, I I wrote in a day. Essentially, I drafted in a day. Um, and uh, just because sometimes the best songs happen like that because it's just like, it, it's a picture of that moment. It's a picture of that in time. Um, uh, and so I think that's kind of the, the idea of this album is that it, there was a lot of feeling like like six months into the pandemic when I wrote waiting out the storm and I was like just like had been in the same room for a few months uh I was just like man did that happen like how long ago did that happen was it yesterday was it the day before yesterday was it four years ago (laughs) um and I'm still in this room you know and and uh and kind of waiting out the storm you know and 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 trying to see what the next play is is really really what um i think that's the character of the album that i would i would say and then we our process of writing outside and socially distanced and uh working through those songs i never you know i remember there are a few practices without Daniel where Claire and I like really honed in on the bass parts and stuff but these two musicians Claire and Daniel make it so I just really write the guitar part in the vocal line and uh, then I bring it to them and they're like okay let's work on it and they they're masters of their craft and so I'm not gonna step on their toes and give give them too many directions I mostly let them finish the song <laughs> Uh, We finished it together, I guess.
3: Yeah, one of the silver linings that Frank kind of alluded to was because we weren't gigging, we were able to spend a lot of time just like in various parks around Madison, workshopping these tunes, which was actually really lovely. Um, And yeah, like if if one of us was like, ah, there's something not right about this piece of a song, you know, we'd workshop it until we're all happy with it. And sometimes that would take a couple rehearsals, like uh, Light as a Feather, which is I think one of the best songs on the album, that one took forever to get it right. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out the bass part for it. And then eventually we figured it out and it was amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one took so long. It took so long. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no. I think we changed the structure of that song, like, like a bunch of times. Um yeah and and then the i guess the the final iteration for uh people out there who are going to be listening to the album on Spotify or wherever you stream your music um is uh you'll hear there's a guest piano in light as a feather that's Miles Mercury um light as a feather is kind of written about Miles he he is my is my co-writer for I grew up with him in Mount Horeb, we were always writing music together, um, and that was like kind of a reminiscing song, Um, and so I had to have him guest on piano for the the album, Um, and his brother, Max Mercury, is playing drums in each one of our tracks. Um, This was our first go at an album where we filled out the studio session a little bit with with drums and and some i overdubbed some guitar parts and we have the piano in there um and i think that was we decided these songs are good enough let's make them so that they could be played on the radio and sound as full as a five person band um and then when we play them live sometimes they're a little more intimate and uh, they kind of take on a different character too when we play them live, so that's maybe complimentary. Yeah,
2: and um, we recorded it all at Audio for the Arts um, over a day, just one day, right? And then yeah. and then um, we uh, had, so we had like, just like kind of like the raw demos from that. Um, and then I think like we sent um, some recordings out to some of our friends uh being like hey what do you guys like uh, what are your opinions on these songs like what do you think could be added or subtracted you know in confidence that they're not going to send it out to the world <laughs> which right, they did right. um <laughs> and like we, we, like, we took uh, what they what they felt about the songs and we went back for one more short day to uh um do some tweaks frank recorded a bunch of like nature sounds from his parents place um and like the sounds of like his car driving on the road and just like little samples that we like sprinkled into, um, the, the tunes for like a, like a final sort of like touch to kind of put the album into, into like the world that it's in. Um, yeah, that's it. That's
1: then the album's done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. And it came out in March.
0: Very cool. Um, should we play some of the songs off the album for some listeners to listen to on the podcast? that'd be great mm-hmm. i
3: guess yeah. if they can handle it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um of the seven songs what two do you want during the podcast and which one do you want to play the podcast out
1: i think waiting out the storm should play it out okay um, I agree with that. because that is like that is the final song in the album and it feels it feels like an end um And uh, I guess Claire's favorite, Dizzy, we probably should put that in there. That's like... Yes! (laughs) Mm -hmm. That one probably would be played during. Um, And then uh, maybe we talked a little bit about Light as a Feather so we could have that one during too. No, we didn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sure, sure. So Dizzy is a story song. Sometimes I like to write with uh, with prompts or just like after like maybe a crazy couple of weeks and I finally had some downtime, I just like decide to like tell some kind of story and it's maybe a mixture of fiction and nonfiction. And so Dizzy is like kind of a Madison anthem of, of being up super late at a fun show at High Noon Saloon, but then somebody makes the mistake of drinking and driving and they crash their car on East Wash Avenue. Um and so that's, you know if people want to read the lyrics, they can read it on uh on our bandcamp, which is also the best place to buy our music. Uh if you go to our website, it links up to that. Um and you can read through the lyrics there, but it's it's essentially a story of like having a great time, you know. Uh, but then <laughs> you've just like maybe stayed too long. <laughs> you should have you should have left earlier or uh, been more responsible, I guess. So that's the the lesson learned there. Um, and it's just a groovy tune. Um, it's got just a wild. It's got a couple good solos in it. Um, that's probably the main story behind the song there's it, it's not a non-fiction song i never um i maybe just before that saw somebody yeah. crash on east washington right but i didn't know the person and didn't see them like you know get smashed and then decide to drive yeah so
4: another day To pay full price, smile and fake you're nice for another day, for another day, for another. much did you get on that one more day
0: and the second song that you wanted during the podcast light
1: as a feather is like kind of a reminiscent song um that combines memories of like uh going down to jph on the near east side and getting coffee and just writing and writing and writing in my notebook and and um maybe not with a particular direction, and uh, it, 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 that song was mostly written out in my garden shed, which is uh, where Miles Mercury, the keyboard play, the guest keyboardist, uh, piano player, I guess, in this song, um, where him and I had done a lot of music writing back in high school. So it's mostly a, a reminiscent kind of song of this distant past that maybe doesn't feel like that long ago. Um, like when I think about, uh, hanging out in the garden shed and, um, writing music on a Friday night, it doesn't seem like 10 years ago, but it literally is 10 or 11 years ago now when, you know, when I was 16, 17 and 18 doing that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the story behind Light as a Feather.
4: I'm right here. You're right here, we've come so far Love and fear, know who we are Left unclear, rock round the star Went down to the coffee shop, found myself astray I thought and thought and couldn't stop like yesterday And the day before Not so far, not so far away The day before yesterday space
0: Dave Photography, the photography that supports local music in Wisconsin and is ready to work with your band or any solo artist on your next promo pictures or band show. To contact Diamond Dave and see previous work, check out Diamond Dave Photography on Facebook and Instagram. Wisconsin Music Podcast is also brought to you by ZTF Studio. ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin. Doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. ZTF Studio brings success to your recording project. All right, back to the interview. This project, what goals do you have set forth to accomplish with with this album? As we're going more and more, um, hopefully, closer to ending this pandemic.
1: We want to sell a hundred copies of the CD in the in the next six months. We want to sell. 100, uh, download posters in the six months, uh, next six months, um, it'd be great to get over 75,000 streams. The album has 60,000 now, uh, but that was like a boost, uh, a boost at the beginning, um, because we got on some, some Spotify playlists, um, so I guess we should keep trying to get, get the album on some, some more Spotify yeah. playlists, um, I think we're just excited to play it for people and and hope that they buy it or stream it or, you know, do those things. Um, The goal is that people connect with it. That is the biggest goal, is that people connect with the music. And um, I think there are some clear messages and there are also some clear moments uh, that a lot of people in the U.S. felt in 2020. And it's not necessarily dark. Um I think it's mostly just honest reflection and uh taking that deep breath to do that reflection and I hope that it provides a deep breath uh for listeners.
2: Yeah, and uh I definitely agree with all of that and um I think a goal for the summer is to um bring the album not just to Madison but travel through more of Wisconsin to um because before the pandemic like we traveled a bit but like it was it was mostly mostly like strengthening our relationship with our fans back home but um now we have like a really solid product that we're proud of and um think that the region needs to hear it so hopefully that one of our goals is to make that happen yeah
1: we yeah yeah our first our first planned tour was for March or April 2020 we were supposed to go play like Lacrosse and one other and Winona I think it was and obviously that was one of the slew of gigs that just were quickly canceled. Um so we hope to hope to get up to those places this this summer and and fall and and uh, do some playing there with our new album.
0: Claire, do you have anything to add on top of that?
3: Just excited to be playing music again with people Woo! <laughs> in the same place <laughs> I have a low yeah. bar, but yeah, all, all of what they said before is I'm very excited about all of that
0: too. <laughs> As we're wrapping this up. Um, one of the questions I ask is work life balance. Do you guys have trouble with that or is it at this point, not really a difficult thing to do?
2: Cool. Yeah. Um. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I feel like the goal is to, um, be able to like rely on like to, to, to play music rely and, and have a, a reliable, like sense of like income from it. Um, but in order to do that, you need to work really hard <laughs> and, um, take a lot of time to promote and book gigs and actually do the gigs. Um, so definitely is like tough, especially if you're like working a full-time job or, couple part-time jobs on top of that um but that's just part of part of um the grind you know and like uh Claire and Frank are both like like they have like a strong work ethic and they're also just incredible musicians and um that's kind of what we
1: it's what we do you know that's what we'd love to do
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I mean you have to you just have to love it yeah you really have to love it so that most of the hours don't feel that much like work. Uh, it really has to be enjoyable, or you just won't you won't you won't do it because <laughs> yeah. people aren't gonna you know if you're if you're trying to become a more well known band, uh, most of your opportunities have to be from yourself that you you've reached out to people and gotten told no nine out of 10 times. And the 10th time you did a good job. You promoted the show and you played a good show. And so you could play that show again and now that show likes you so they told somebody else or somebody else saw you at that show. Um, And so you really have to love it and be willing to uh, believe in your, like you have to like the music you're doing and you have to like the people you're doing it with. uh, or it just won't be worth it because it, it, it certainly isn't a cash cow. Um, <laughs> most days, most days it's not like, oh yeah, I'm making so much money playing music. Like, right. so it's it, work-life balance is like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on the clock right now. I'm not charging anybody for this. You know, I love doing this. I get to talk with you folks right. and then on sundays i get to play music for like three and a half hours with <laughs> daniel and claire and even if that's the sunday after playing shows with them you know i i'll go play i'll go to the play the rehearsal because it for me that's the fun it that's probably the highlight of my day so yeah. uh that helps with work-life balance if you love it yeah
0: Claire, what's your perspective on it? Uh,
3: I, I find that I, I like having some structure. So having, having work there to balance is actually nice. Um, I do remember in college, there were a couple of years when I didn't really play any music. I wasn't part of any bands, wasn't playing piano. And like looking back on it, I was miserable. <laughs> I was so unhappy. And like now, you know, when I when I'm playing all the time, like sure, sometimes it's stressful. Sometimes I don't want to practice, but it's so much better than not doing it. So, like Frank was saying, like it just, it's just—it's not really a choice. So, you know, maybe I have to be really responsible about my calendar.
1: <laughs> that is
3: something I've learned.
1: <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yeah. But
3: after that, right? It's—it's it's all worth it.
0: Excellent, Gr- yeah. great, great comments there. Gig that made an impression on you, and why? Why did that gig make such an impression on you?
1: Okay i gonna. Yeah, I need, That is a really good question. I need to like reflect for a moment. It's been a. It's been a year since we've really played a gig. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's a gig? <laughs> um,
1: well, actually, you know what? We played acoustic mute, acoustic moose at Audio for the Arts. Um, shortly after we recorded the album at Audio for the Arts, and acoustic moose is a really cool, um, mostly virtual in studio live set that audio for the arts does and they aired that on wvmo and uh i i i mean maybe this is because it's in recent memory but i just like i really loved being in the place that we recorded the album um and playing a bunch of covers and also the brand new original songs um live and, and with really good sound and really good monitoring so that was felt like oh this is great you know um in recent memory that one sticks out because it's one of the m- most recent ones
0: yeah that one was great clara daniel do you have a different gig that made an impression on you
3: i have kind of the opposite one one of the ones i remember is from oh man what's the name of that venue that we played monthly
1: the brink lounge, Br- brink, lounge. brink
3: lounge thank you <laughs> That was a brain fart. Uh yeah, one of the Brink Lounge gigs that we played. And one of the things I love about those is because we were playing them every month. You could you were really comfortable there. And so we could kind of like, you know, try stuff that we hadn't tried before. We it was really easy to communicate because we're in a space that we felt comfortable. And I remember there was some someone's like ninety something birthday, there was like a some someone had like a really they were getting up there, and they had this, like, a huge extended family was there, and they were just having such a great time, and it was just kind of this weird happenstance that we were also playing. <laughs> like, they didn't ask for us, but we were there. Um, yeah. And they yeah. they were just having so much fun, and, like, interacting with us, and, like, dancing, and it was just this really cool party environment, and I thought that, yeah, that one really stuck out. That was a lot that of fun. That was
1: so much fun. What song did they yell at you, Claire? Oh. We're, they asked for like the electric slide yeah, what
3: was that oh the electric <laughs>
1: <slide>. <laughs> and we were like playing like you know we were playing you know folk singer songwritery we just didn't. we were like oh uh, we couldn't do that
3: justice. we weren't prepared for a dance party <laughs> not at all
1: oh <laughs> uh,
2: the show that's coming to my mind now um this is like digging quite a ways back before claire was around um no, we did a couple of shows on Lake Monona um, where they just kind of like set out a barge. And then for one of the times, it was just Frank and I, I was like in the dark and just like, in the, just like, did, like these like, two canoes, like campfires in them. And like people were like, just like chilling in their boats, listening to our music over, like under the moon. And then another time yeah. we did it for like a CrossFit event and it was during the day. And I remember yeah. um, like during one of our set breaks, like someone called us over uh, from their from their two uh canoes and we came over and they're like grilling brats in their canoe and they're like, What a brat? And I was like, Oh, well um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was expecting <laughs> out here in the yeah. lake. But only
1: in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Brittingham Brittingham boats for uh for bringing us on for those those shows. Those were really pretty amazing to be just like in the middle of the lake. Uh, playing music to people, canoeing all around you on every side, you know, the, that was crazy.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Last question. What's on your playlist right now? What artists are you listening to that you feel deserve more recognition that are not getting the recognition you think is that they they're getting right now?
2: Um, well, I um, generally, generally, I listen to a lot of uh, local musicians and actually, um, there is a playlist on our Spotify right now where um, like as we're like trying to like build up um, commotion for our album as it was coming up, I was um, also featuring other local artists uh, who are releasing music at around the same time. Um, so that's kind of the stuff that I'm, I've been listening to a lot. Um, and you can like check out our Spotify and find the playlist there. And I have some other ideas for playlists about music that um, inspire us that you'll could find there eventually probably
1: like a a month or two um
2: uh yeah what about you guys
1: yeah i guess just to give give some uh some things that come straight to mind uh the band line Mm. um they've put out some songs recently um and uh really like magic conch those folks are awesome uh but yeah i think daniel's spotify playlist that he put on the old oak spotify page is pretty good i think it it gets a lot of local talent on there i think lo marie's on there sam ness and um yeah i guess those those are probably the, those are just the people that come top of mind there's more bands on that spotify playlist that deserve your listen to
3: one of my i don't have i don't have a local guy that i am promoting but one of the <laughs> one of the national acts that I think is really good is Tigran Hamasyan. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's like a a jazz fusion guy. It's his stuff is really cool. It's like fusion, but it's kind of metal in places. Anyways, I've been obsessively listening to it recently.
2: Cool. cool. Well, I um been listening to quite a bit of uh, for like national acts. Uh, Lake Street Dive. I feel like is a, a band that I really enjoy. It also like kind of fits like the vibe of kind of what we're going for. Sort of like. It's kind of like, like coffee shop, but like you can jam to it. It's like, it's right. like Pop, jazz, singer yep. songwriter. You know.
0: I actually, me and my wife went and saw him in concert a couple of years ago at the Paps. Ooh, yeah, yeah.
4: I
1: think Miles, M- Miles went to that show. Yeah, With Sarah, I think.
0: Yeah. The their trumpet slash guitar player, he's actually leaving the group. He just put out a a, a message out today about that.
1: Oh, man, that is a yeah, bummer. He was so good. He was a really nice fit. Wow, that that's going to be a hard replacement, probably. Yeah. But, you know. Things
0: change. Things change, yeah. Yep. Do you have any national acts that you're listening to right now?
1: I'm probably always listening to a little bit of Humphreys uh, McGee and um, – <laughs> fish and grateful dead <laughs> um <laughs> but, but but more in relation to this project you know maybe neil young and um john butler trio is a bit john butler trio and uh leo kotke are pretty much those two people are the reason why i bought a 12 string guitar okay so they have a lot of inspiration for this and i think you can hear it best um in uh waiting out the storm and uh actually in our the first ever single that that old oaks put out which is called hello um that's uh, those two songs are kind of john butler esque um and then when we get funky i guess it's a little more like leo cotkey because he's pretty funky um
0: yeah all right claire daniel and frank thank you so much for being on the wisconsin music podcast it was a great conversation learning about you guys and and the band and your stories and hopefully the listeners are going to really enjoy everything that um, you guys put forward today. Thank you so much for having
3: us. us. It was
1: great. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you out there sometime. Hopefully.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to definitely come and see you guys play. Well, I got to go. So once again, thank you so much for being on the podcast help promote it. And I will continue to help promote you and other local artists out there.
1: Yeah. We appreciate you. Thank you.
3: Very noble of you. (laughs) 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 Thanks again, man.
1: Uh, Bye. Have a
3: good night.
0: And make sure to um, promote your your podcast, which will be coming up. Obviously, um, we said June twentieth, I think, was the date. So we'll, we'll make sure that uh, it's out for that day. May twenty fourth, or May twenty fourth. Sorry. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about we'll that. Probably, we'll probably promote that we just did this interview. Okay. As long as yeah, as long as
1: that's okay.
0: Yeah, like we'll, absolutely. We'll put it on
3: cool cool only only if you promise to cut the part where i call them noble Local <laughs> <laughs> if you really want me
0: to cut that out i will cut that out
3: i wouldn't hate it if you did that okay <laughs> but up to you of course <laughs> oh yeah she uh she likes to be involved
0: Thanks to Claire, Daniel, and Frank for being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. They have gigs coming up starting this Friday, so go to their website and find out where they're playing. If you're interested, we have a new feature on Friday. It's called the Friday Music Showcase, where I showcase two different artists, and they give us a little bio about themselves and a little information behind each song. If you're interested in being on the Friday music showcase please email wisconsinmusicpodcast at gmail.com in the subject type in friday music showcase and in the email itself send two songs a little bio about yourself and the stories behind each song also send me your social links as well don't forget you can also be on the monday podcast sign up on the website at wisconsinmusicpodcast.com fill out the guest request form And then after you hit submit, check your email. It might actually land in your junk or spam folder, but there should be an email there asking for more information on being on the Monday podcast. I'd like to thank Nate Wyckoff for creating the music for the Wisconsin Music Podcast and to Dean Bundy for our great voiceover in the beginning and intro. Thanks to Jacob at CW Hip Hop for syndicating our podcast every Monday at 4 p.m. at cwhiphop.com. Also, ZTF Studio, recording and mixing services, specializing in singles, demos, EPs, and LP projects for the last 20 years in southeastern Wisconsin, doing jazz, rock, funk, country, indie, and more. Here's one more song from Old Oaks. It's called Waiting Out the Storm. Have a great week, everyone, and see you on Friday and next Monday.
4: to blow